Welcome to the Week in IndyCar. This is our guest show. Who do we have? We have our man, longtime friend of the show, guest number. I don't know how many times you've been on, man, but it's been many times. We love having you on. Connor Daly, boys and girls. How are you doing, my man? You know what? Definitely great now. Uh, all all was dark and everything was lost until it wasn't. So uh, you know, as as is per normal for my um, you know my career it seems. So yeah, we're uh, never stop working, never stop um, you know chasing this uh, this goal of of being you know a successful IndyCar driver. So yeah, it all worked out. Biblical there for a moment till you reach a mountaintop. Then we win a little. P Diddy can't stop, won't stop. Uh uh-uh, uh, bad boys for life. So that's good stuff. Let's say a quick thank you, Connor, to Cooper Tires. Fine people power the road to Indy. Uh, Our great, great friends. Back since I was like 16 or 17 when I got my start in racing, Connor, the Justice Brothers, their automotive chemicals and lubricants. And then finally, motor racing memorabilia, north of the border, torontomotorsports.com. I think there's a couple of Connor Daly stickers folks can buy there and more stuff as well. So you get to play IndyCar for a full season, not having to look on your phone and remember which of the nine or 10 teams you need to go to this weekend. And the other one you need to go to the next weekend, you get to go to every race with Ed Carpenter racing in your number 20 Chevrolet. I hope I got the number right. Um, what I love about this is a, it's the first full season with the same team for you since 2017, I believe. I love this aspect, Connor, and that's why I wanted to open with this. When you start to have the, Hey, I got a little bit of traction in IndyCar or any major series, but eh, then it becomes a little bit destabilized. I got a part-time thing here, a little bit over there that usually tells the person in the middle of that story end of the book's coming sometime soon, right? When you lose traction, it's really hard to get it back. I love what we have here in you saying, you know what? I've been able to find some good partners. Air Force was with you for many years. You've had some other uh, companies that have supported you, but you said, you know what? I'm tired of being prone to whatever whimsy of whether it's a team owner, whatever other thing that might take away my ability to be a full-time professional, to go try and achieve my dreams, found a new sponsor. And here you are at 30 years old, many years now into IndyCar, you've fought to make something full season long and hardcore for yourself that defies the normal story, man. Tell us about that. Tell us how you chose to do this compared to, I'm going to go to NASCAR. I'm going to go to IMSA, some other softer landing spot. Well, I mean, you, there, there was a lot there, but you're definitely right about um, many things. I think when you're on the trajectory of, uh, you know, modern motorsport, right? You want to, you want to go through all the road to Indy series as fast as possible. You want to win all those. And when you're doing that, you know, the momentum is great. You're everyone's happy and everyone wants you to drive for them. At some point, you talk to every IndyCar team, which I did. And they're like, oh, yeah, you know, you're doing this, that, whatever. Um, And, you know, we were in Europe winning stuff over there. Everything was going right because you're winning, 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 whatever. Um, And then, you know, we get into IndyCar as a rookie and it went great. And then I got hired by another team and then you fall off the mountain. Right. It was, uh, you know, after the my year at Foyt. 
it obviously in, in no you know in no way was a great year at all um and all of that momentum is dead and you're, you're essentially dead to the paddock it also feels like you know what i mean so um it's it's an interesting a very interesting kind of battle back um but 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 we did it so you know that's 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 something that i think is is very very difficult and again you only can do that by creating your own opportunity like that's it there's no you know there's no one who's sitting on the sideline like you know what actually hey let's give connor another chance that doesn't happen in motorsport i'm sorry there's just there's nothing like that um maybe maybe randomly who knows you know what i mean i was given a chance to substitute like that was those are the chances that i was given and those kind of kept me alive. So realistically, it's a forced substitution. You know what I mean? Like yeah. someone got hurt or, or something was going on. Um, but, you know, when those opportunities were given, I'm glad that, you know, we were in, in people's heads to do it. And all those teams that I got to drive for, all of them, I mean, I love those experiences. Even if it's one race, when I get to be a part of a team, um, you know, get to have teammates and get to have guys around me that, um, you know, want to be successful. That was really cool. So it's been, it's been a, a wild ride for sure, but something that I, I, I really want to accomplish more in IndyCar. I, I have this goal. I've always had this goal. As soon as you start winning races, you want to keep doing that. And so that's what I want to keep doing. Um, and, you know, I know it, it has not happened yet in IndyCar, um, but we've been quite close on several different occasions. And it just feels like now if we can, you know, keep, connecting all the dots and, and, and put together this type of continuity that we now have one team, one locker, one situation. Um, you know, it just, it just seems like the, the right place to be. Well, let's open up our listener driven Q and a, as we always do, uh, my listeners, at least absolutely you, as you know, by the questions you get, they love having you also, we should mention, Hey, podcasts, you're not just appearing on mine and others. Uh, you got work your own to do, right? There's, there's a podcast that you do now on, is it a weekly basis? Uh, I'll admit I'm a little soft on that, uh, that aspect. That's all right. Yeah, no, it's a weekly podcast. Yeah. And you might've called me more if you, if you, if you caught it, cause I was, uh, I was explaining every week. I was like, well, I think we're closer to a deal. I'm not sure, but it was funny who actually, you know, who would actually notice on Twitter, they're like, hey, I think Connor might be close to a deal because I never really talked to many people about it. Um, but I would kind of give a give away a little bit of the on the podcast. But, yeah, Speed Street with me and myself and Joey Molinaro. It's, it's been fun. It's not, you know, it's not a big thing yet, but it's been fun. One of these days I'll I'll be able to borrow money off you because you'd be making so much because uh, everyone knows podcasts motor racing podcasts. That's where all the money is. Um, oh, yeah. We do it for the gold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why don't we uh, kick off here with our questions, opening ones. Hopefully you get to make us a bit smarter about crypto, your sponsor, BitNile. We got all kinds of questions here. Why don't we start off with our pal, Nathan DeRover. He says, what even is your sponsor, man? Educate us. Uh, and then the next one, we'll talk a little bit about how you came together with BitNile. The, the best way to explain it is um, they're a, a Bitcoin mining company. So they have a, a large facility actually in Michigan. Um, where they're mining uh, Bitcoin. Uh, and also, it's kind of a, on, on their website, bitnile.com, it's actually got uh, under the holdings uh, tab, 
it's got a lot of where they're at and what they're involved in. Uh, multiple different, um, you know, companies kind of under the same umbrella. You know, we're actually going to run. Um, I'm not. It's not really official, but we're we're going to have several different uh, liveries as the year goes on to represent multiple different companies that are um, kind of under the alt uh, Todd Alt's umbrella um, of 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 businesses and. And yeah, I mean, BitNile is basically a, a long-term play on mining Bitcoin um, and creating a lot of different opportunities uh, to understand cryptocurrency, um, but also uh, do a lot of other things as well. You know, Todd Todd is Todd Alt, who's basically the guy behind this, is really passionate about um, you know helping people with Alzheimer's. Uh, you know, it's a it's a big deal. Alzheimer Neuro is on my is on my uh, suit sleeve and, and I believe they'll be one of my primary sponsors at one point as well. Um, you know, developing a drug or a, or a vaccine of sorts for, uh, for Alzheimer's is big for them. Um, so we'll have, we'll have a lot of different stuff going on, but it'll kind of on the BitNile website, there's a, a great tab to kind of just see where they're all involved in. What's, you know, what's, uh, what is, how, how big is this net of, uh, of companies? And, and it's a great group, really passionate group of people, um, who I, you know, who actually spent a lot of the week in Indianapolis this week after content day. Um, and just a really, really likable group of people. Well, that's nothing but a good thing. Why don't we go to pal Hrishi Despond. Hrishi says, Hey Connor, curious how you connected with the bit now folks and how that sponsorship came together. Says also is crypto investing a personal interest or hobby of yours as well. Yeah, so honestly, it's it, it, it was a meeting that was set up um, by, a, by a friend of ours. Uh, his name is John Stewart, a uh, good guy who I've known for a long time. He's known Doug, my stepfather, for a long time. Um, and he's worked in the business for, for a while as well. And uh, there was a deal, you know, that, that they had been interested in IndyCar, and they didn't really know that I was available, I guess, at the time. Um and then John kind of said, well, if you don't want to go here to this team, well, why don't, why don't you go with Connor? And they were like, oh, yeah, that'd be awesome. But we thought he had the Air Force, all this stuff. So it was kind of a, you know, all the, all the stars aligned. Um, and I, you know, as I, as I mentioned on content day as well, they, they had asked if I could come to Vegas for a meeting because uh, that's where Todd lives. And I was already going to be in Vegas for my birthday. So it all, it all lined up really, really well. And we literally had a meeting for probably an hour and a half, uh, talked about all the, you know, all the things, all the details. They went from being, you know, maybe an Indy 500 only sponsor to a full season sponsor, two year deal in, you know, a matter of an hour and a half. And we shook on it right then and there. So it was, um, it was by far the wildest meeting that I've been, I've been a part of because of, you know, I've been in meetings many, many times where people say, you know, I, I get I get messed around with every year. Oh yeah, Connor, we're up. oh yeah, we're definitely gonna help out. Here's here's six, ten, twenty, thirty million dollars, whatever it is. And I'm like, oh great, yeah, yeah. yeah. Have we confirmed <laughs> it's been Rossi all along messing with you, setting up these uh, shadow uh, opportunities and phone calls? I think it's him. Huh. I could see it happening, but I think he's got more to worry about. Um, but yeah, it's. <laughs> It's, it's been wild. So, so it all, you know, all, it, it was literally just the perfect scenario, the dream scenario, honestly, as a driver. Um, and then it just became a lot of, you know, a sweaty couple weeks of, you know, going through contracts and making sure everything's right for everyone. And, and we can get this deal done. I love it. Let's see, where do we go? Uh, 
The PMS Network says, how much of your salary are you taking in Bitcoin? It says, I love the fact that ECR is a solid proponent offering to pay employees in Bitcoin through last year's sponsorship with Renus. And now you uh, land for the entire season with BitNile. Uh, Bitcoin fixes this. Love it. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, should we uh, talk about how you're getting paid? Is this an angle or something of interest? Well, I mean, obviously, I'm like, I'm super into the whole crypto game. Bitcoin, Ethereum, all that stuff is fascinating to me. Uh, I've learned a lot about it in the last year and a half. Obviously, we had the Bitcoin car last year, uh, you know, with my teammate, Renus. So um, I don't necessarily, we're actually still working out. Uh, what a salary would be, uh, because that's always the hardest part for the driver, and everyone thinks it's more than it is. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I definitely am interested in taking a portion of my uh, my salary in Bitcoin for sure. I think it's it's a it's an incredible idea. It's an incredible opportunity. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely up for it. Uh, and it's and it's been you know it's something that I'm still learning about for sure. But uh, but yeah, it, it's something that I have the option to do, which is great. No joke, and I'm not again. I'm not making this up. The I asked that question, and happened to tab over to Twitter as you started to answer, and see the hashtag crypto crash pop up. Uh, according to Twitter, Bitcoin and cryptocurrency prices, including major coins, Ethereum, uh, Binance's BNB, Solana, Cardano, and XRP, fell sharply on Friday and have eliminated eliminated nearly 200 billion from the combined crypto market within 24 hours forbes reports so hey just saying uh maybe get that that first payment in cash here brother all right uh <laughs> or or you get it in bitcoin and then when it goes to 300k then you're laughing <laughs> there you go it's volatile everything's volatile life is volatile it's it's uh going outside is volatile um perfect sponsor but, uh, for the perfect sport it's volatile yeah uh cryptocurrency might feed you a wheel uh every now and then and leave a little donut on the side pod but sometimes you're gonna win all right let's go to our pal mitsuki matsura says hey congratulations on coming back as a full-time driver uh, he says, when the Air Force decided to end its sponsorship, and that wasn't specific to uh, to you and your uh, your programs, Connor, uh, he says, how confident were you that you'd be able to return to ECR? Also asks, what caused the delay in confirming uh, your full season stay at ECR? Well, the delay in confirming is because we didn't even have the meeting until December 18th. So this has actually been the quickest deal that's ever been put together in my career. We normally were working on things for eight months. Um, I know everyone thinks it's easy to announce stuff, but <laughs> you got to make sure there's uh, contracts that are signed and money's flowing uh, because people have done deals before where you just throw it out there on the Internet and it's not actually done yet. So we uh, so that was really the reason. Um, and then uh, what was that first part of that question again? Uh, question from Mitsuki was <clears throat> when Air Force decided they were not returning. Oh, yeah. How confident were you? So honestly, at the time when Air Force, when we, we kind of knew uh, Air Force were going to not be around, I, I had a couple other partners that we were, we were fairly confident would be uh, a, basically a, play, a, a, a take the place of them. Um, but again, but, but those deals, as you start to work these things out and as, as companies start to play things out, sometimes 
it doesn't work out as well as 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 we need and and that's basically what happened um you know some of the sponsors and partners that we were talking to that have been involved with us before were not able to come through with you know what they thought they could spend so once we got to about early december it was like it was looking real it was not looking great um so i but but again i I sometimes always happen to you know pull through um but you know it was definitely going to be a you know, I, I was looking through plan B's and plan C's, you know, I was trying to do work in the NASCAR space to go NASCAR truck racing. But again, some of those sponsors that we were going to have committed to, you know, IndyCar, I was going to take them truck racing, but again, not enough money to do that either. So it's, you know, nowhere is anyone being hired to do anything without a certain, you know, obviously not in my position where, as we talked about earlier, we kind of lost that momentum of, of hype. Right. So I'm, you know, if I go race anywhere, I'm bringing budget anywhere and everywhere. So, um, you know, so that's, that's, that's the case, which I mean, I'm not mad about. I get, I get how this game works. Um, and there's a lot, a lot more people doing that than you might think in the world. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's, you know, that's kind of, that's kind of what the situation looked like. Why don't we jump over to Lance Snyder, the official minister of mirth of my podcast, Connor says after what was a pretty tough season, <clears throat> Does this new deal breathe new life into things for you at ECR? Curious if you've set any additional goals on or off track for 2022 with maybe the length of your mullet. <laughs> well, honestly, I mean, it, it's definitely nice. And I think the, the, the something that's real special about this deal, though, as well is, you know, the, the testing that comes with it. I think the testing that, um, you know, Ed did in the 20. Uh, there's a lot of oval testing, right? Like, like Ed would get Ed would test at Texas, and 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 some of the oval tests were, you know, pretty important. And obviously, Ed's, you know, going to do those. So I, you know, I I only got to test the road course road courses, and there's not really a lot of road course test days anymore. But if you look at it, you know, we get one day before Seabrook or one day before St. Pete. That's it, one day on track, and then you know during the season we probably get two or three oval tests. So you know that's something that is going to be really really helpful for me because I love oval racing obviously i mean those have been my best results without a doubt over the last couple of years and the fact that we get to test at texas probably test at iowa maybe even gateway i mean that's you know that's going to be a huge thing for me as well um because i you know haven't got to do that in the past so not since 2017 at least but uh yeah i, I think it's going to be a great great environment i think the team's done a lot over the off season to try to um you know take us you know take our game to the next level this is a team effort the drivers need to do their best and the team needs to do their best everyone wants to do their best i mean we're we're all trying to be the best that we can be and bring home trophies so uh i'm working hard i know they're working hard and and that's you know we hope to see the results of that i'm gonna bounce around to a couple of other things here see how many we can get through in the 10 or 15 minutes we have left brother i know you believe, although it's a, a friday you You've been flat out all week. So uh, why don't we go to Jamie Rowe? I know you've answered this a couple times on the show before, but we always get new fans who are curious. Talking about monitoring blood sugar in race. Pal, Jamie Rowe says, A, congrats on the new deal. Says, you're very popular in our house. We're very excited that you're in for the full season. Jamie mentions he's also type 1 diabetic and is inspired by your tenacity to overcome it. So I know you obviously can't drive with low blood sugar. Wonder how you keep it where it needs to be during the race. Says I assume it's monitored through your Dexcom, and you can address it if needed. 
Uh, so for those who don't know, tell folks about what's become kind of a, a normal solution you've, uh, you've had for quite some time now, but how do you do this? How do you make sure your blood sugar is where it needs to be while out there on the racetrack? Yeah. I mean, for me, it's all about preparation. I mean, I, I've, I've been through this now since I was 14 years old. So every race you, every race you get to do, you, uh, you know, put a few more, uh, a few more, you know, miles of experience underneath un, under your belt. Um, and, and, and yeah. And so I, I, you know, I use my Dexcom G6, uh, and it's all about just monitoring. Like I, I have the same meal every week, every race weekend of the track. I, you know, I, I do the same things. I, I make sure that the team has, you know, anything, uh, a Gatorade type beverage at the car on the grid. Um, you know, make sure all that stuff is, uh, is, is handled and taken care of. You're not pounding uh, sour patch kids on the grid. That's what we're saying here. Yeah. I mean, you, I could technically if there wasn't a Gatorade there, but, uh, but yeah, it, it it's just, it's for me, it's all about preparation and, and your body isn't necessarily going to throw you random curveballs. I feel like if you put, if you put in something, there is a reaction to that. So, you know, it's, it's something that, um, you know, I, I get used to and is it hard? Absolutely. It's, it annoys me every day, but also I can't do anything else about it except try to be better and try to do it as efficiently as possible. So when I, you know, when I'm in the car, we have obviously the, the, the Dexcom still in there with, so that I can check out what my blood sugar is doing. And, you know, I've got a drink bottle if I need to, you know, juice up on some, some sugary beverage or whatever's in the drink bottle. Um, so yeah, so that, that's kind of how it's done. There's no, there's no exact science. Like living with diabetes is not a two plus two equals four. It's like, Hey, uh, well, Things might be a little bit different today, but you're all, you know, you're not going to eat the same thing every day all the time unless, I mean, you're real strict about it. I don't know. Unless but you're Robin you know, Miller. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's hard and, and there's no way else to describe it, but you got to be able to adapt and, uh, and, and keep, you know, keep learning. Let's talk about happy things. John C. Olsakowski says three related questions for Connor. How great did it feel to finally lead the Indy 500? After so many trials and tribulations, uh, says how difficult was it to come down from that rush and says, Hey, what do you think about leading the last 40 laps of the 500 this year? So, again, I know you've been asked about this before, but you want to talk about IndyCar fans, Connor, in their dreams, leading a single lap at the Indy 500 is something I think every fan would say, if I could do that, I mean, I'm good. (laughs) I don't need anything else in life. Just let me officially lead one lap. This is what you do for a living, your aim the whole time. But there still has to be a little bit of that every man or every woman uh, response from yourself as well, right? Of, hey, I didn't just lead for the first time, but I, I led convincingly for a good good long while. Yeah, I mean, it's just I, I think the thing that means more to us as a driver is knowing that you had a shot to win, right? And knowing that uh, when you're up there, it's not because you're rolling the dice and trying to do a weird fuel strategy. It's like, well, everyone was following you. And so... You know, it's it's one of those things. You know, did we did we get we did our team make the right call to get there? Absolutely, but that's part of what racing is all about, right? We've all been there, and uh, and it was awesome to finally, you know, show kind of I guess the strength that we had, and we knew our car was fast, but but yeah, I mean, we led the wrong laps, so it's it's a matter of uh, you know maybe maybe we cycle forward on the pit strategy a little bit later next time, or uh, or just start up there and stay up there. But it just goes to show you how hard that event is. I mean. Once we got there, I was like, man, we, we still have like five more pit stops left. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's, there's so many opportunity for, 
you know, for things to derail. There's so many opportunities for, you know, for drivers to make mistakes. I mean, pit lane was tough. It always is. You know, people were crashing in pit lane. Stuff was going on. People were crashing on the track. Tires were flying off. I mean, it's just the Indy 500, and that's the nature of it. So it felt great. It was something that, honestly, that's the only reason why I'm employed still. I mean, when Todd, you know, and those people, and everyone that has supported me, you know, for this coming season, it was all about seeing what the crowd did when I took the lead. And so I have to thank the folks that were cheering because realistically, I think that is truly probably the only reason that I have this sponsor and I have this job now for, for the future. Oh, you also were being a little bit like you were at a concert, uh, bouncing around a, uh, big ball or something like that with the nose of your car too, flipping things around. So, you know, you were just having a full party at the Indy 500 there. Uh, let's see, where else should we go? Uh, we got two Oakwoods coming in here. Cody Oakwood's going to start things off. Chili bowl. One of your returning. Also any other current IndyCar drivers you'd like to drag along for their first chili bowl experience. Honestly, I really do want to retire from midget racing now. I think I've I've had my fair share. Um, <laughs> wrecking in that midget was by far more painful than any of my any any IndyCar crash in the last three or four years. So I was like, that doesn't put food on my table, and uh, I enjoyed doing it. But again, I um, I have to focus on on what my real job is, uh, and I I, know, I definitely gave it a shot. I I I wouldn't necessarily count it entirely out in the future. But again, there's a lot of people there that I, I, I think, you know, have been so supportive of me. But there are also a lot of people that, like, don't like me in that world. So I'm like, all right, well, you know what? I don't really mind. I was just trying to come and learn something. But, uh, you know, I, I happened to flip and then, you know, end some people's days there because I, well, I mean, I didn't wreck anyone. But I just flipped by myself and people had to avoid me. So it was a tough scene. And, uh, you know, I don't want to take anyone take anything away from anyone else's week. Uh, there and uh, you know I had a great time doing it, but other than that, I don't know. Maybe Rojan, Roman Grosjean is going to try it. Who knows? I doubt it because I doubt his Andretti contract will let him do it. Um, but that's you know I I don't see many other IndyCar drivers trying to do it. Honestly, I really don't. I'd love them to, but I just I don't I don't see it. I want to find some that we need to get someone new. Dalton Kellett. I agree. Dalton Kellett needs to do the Chili Bowl. He, he seems like a guy who's all about new experiences. So uh, that that's going to be my new push. Uh, let's see. Where do we go? We'll just roll straight into Shauna's then. Shauna Oakwood says, Connor, congrats. Love you. Love Speed Street. She also says, I love how wide your resume is. You drive everything. Are there still cars or races on your bucket list? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I want to do the Daytona 500 and I want to do the Le Mans 24 hour race. I, I really, really want to do those two events. Uh, I want to try to get a cup race in maybe this year. Uh, not really sure how it's going to work. Obviously we need, you know, a few things to happen to make that happen, but, uh, but why not? I mean, I've already tried to do about as much as everything as I can. Um, but to say, you know, at the end of the day that you've done all the big three races, really the Daytona 500, the Le Mans 24 hour and the Indy 500. And I technically, technically I've raced in Monaco, but you know, not in formula one, obviously, but, um, but yeah, it'd be cool to have those on, uh, you know, on the, uh, on the, on the resume. Beautiful. Uh, Alex from Twitter says, since you've done the amazing race, who else 
in IndyCar could make up a new hashtag Team IndyCar squad. Says, I think Joseph and Power would be amazing. Is there such thing as two drivers worthy of following what you uh, and Rossi did? I really have no idea, honestly. The Joseph and Will Power team would be pretty funny for sure. Um, I love that idea, actually. Um, but, yeah, I mean, or or you could go with, like, a grizzled veteran and then, like, Colton Herta, which would be hilarious, like a Tony Kanaan, Colton Herta type field or type team. That would be, um, like, quite the dynamic opposites and uh, potential for hilarity. I just love the idea of Mr. Cleanliness and OCD New Garden stopping every five feet in the jungle to get some little handy wipe to clean off the little bit of dirt or whatever it is that landed on his wrist or something like that. And power on the other hand, just openly like grabbing anything that moves and taking a big old bite out of it. Like this would be, yeah, that's actually the perfect call, Alex. All right. We're going to wind down here with a couple pal. Jeremiah Morell says, uh, Connor, if you and your podcast co-host Joey Molinero had to fight other rival racing podcasters, Anchorman style, who would come out on top? He says, and which racing podcast would give you the most concern? Says, would it be Dinner with Racers, Sean Heckman, Ryan Eversley? Would it be The Race, Jer Hildebrand and Jack Benton? Trackside with uh, good old Kirk Cavan and Kevin Lee uh, and others that turn up. Now, here's the part where he's totally off on this we assume marshall prude is rolling tape and not in the brawl oh not at all i I would be in the middle of the brawl i love a good fight so uh i but i'd be solo right so i'd I'd be down a a partner but uh i've never met joey but i think from some of the photos i've seen he looks like a bigger kid you got the wrestling background you're built like a a a freaking fire hydrant i don't know if any of the others pose the least bit of physical concern though but Give me, give me your thoughts. Anchorman style racing podcast throwdown among all the various options I, I mentioned there. Who do you think comes out on top? Do I even stand a chance going solo? Well, I mean, if we're talking Anchorman lifestyle too, is who's bringing what weapons? Who's got the hand grenade? Who's got the hatchets? I got a trident. The, you know, trident. Yep. I mean, like, what are, we, what are we talking here? I could see, you know, a few different scenarios where Joey and I are successful, but also. I, I don't know. It's a very, very difficult, um, you know, a very, very difficult thing to analyze. Um, you know, off track with Hinch and Rossi, obviously, is a very strong group of people. But I is don't it? consider Hinch a fighter. He's is Canadian. It? He's going to just say he's sorry. So, Granted, Rossi, the potential to be the angriest person there. Like, he could go full psycho. Bloodbath. Yeah, I mean. That could be his nickname. Abs- yeah, or he'll just look at you uh, to death. You know what I mean? Like he'll have that like I don't like you frustration look, and you know he might just basically mentally eliminate you. Who or knows? maybe some, I, I think- but as well, like someone could have misspelled his name on his you know Starbucks coffee or whatever, and then he'll just fixate at that and, and invest all of his anger in that slight. Uh, lack of correct spelling. So it's a little yeah, but the potential for for death and terror reigned uh by rossi is certainly high i here's one thing i know a great battle royale yes i can take a punch and i can give a punch i know if i can take a grenade or take a trident so yeah do we make this a thing in may do we get all the podcasts together out somewhere in the coke lot or whatever and find out 
there you go. Just let it rip. Who knows? <laughs> Brought to us by BitNile uh, and, and everyone else. Uh, let's see. Someone from Twitter with a handle that is about 19 letters and numbers, uppercase, lowercase, you name it, thrown together, uh, asking, do you still play Call of Duty with Lando and Max? And how is your sim racing going? I've not seen Lando on in a long time. Uh, I think that's because we all have jobs again. Uh, but 2020 was quite a, quite a, uh, quite a time for the gaming industry. Uh, I do not even play Call of Duty anymore. I don't like the new one. Uh, so I, I'm just all into Halo right now. Halo is my my play. Um, but yeah, I haven't. I, I I still speak to Lando every now and then. Um, but uh, and Max as well. But uh, but yeah, no games as of yet. I think everyone's focused on, you know, what we got going on now in the real life. Couple more mullet questions. Uh, we'll go with Nick Papandria, our pal Tracy. She uh, she asked about the mullet. Is that going to stay for 2022? Uh, Nick Papandria also adds, not a question, but because of Connor, my nine-year-old son is growing a mullet just to show you at the Indy 500. That is dedication. So do we get the mullet and do you realize that you're, I don't know if I want to call it a trend, fashion trend, but you're setting something uh, among your fan base? Well, you know what? It's definitely been trimmed up a little bit, um, but, uh, but it's without a doubt still there. We tried to try to make it a little bit more, uh, a little bit more spicy, a little bit more interesting for the content day stuff. Um, but uh, I, I respect that, you know, mullets are in the comeback scene right now. Uh, I think, they're very well respected in certain communities. Others, they you're looked at a, like sort of like an alien. Like I went to Arizona, and you know the 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 folks there kind of looked at it like, who who is this guy? So uh, it's it's an interest. It's really based on what community you're in and uh, what portion of the United States you're in. I think, and uh, yeah, I I think I'll still be sporting it this year. With my uh, my Arkansas roots, uh, it does look like uh, a lot of my nieces and nephews and all kinds of Pruitts there down in Lee County, Arkansas. Uh, all right, let's go to one or two more here. Uh, why don't we go with Jamie Carr, Connor, after watching some of the media day stuff, I know teams have quote show cars. Uh, do drivers have quote media driver suits that are only used for media days and appearances and interviews, clean ones. Have you ever seen a typo on one of those suits? Um, you know what? I actually don't know. I think typos on suits I'm sure have happened before. Um, but I, I think like my, like my suit, for example, which got in a day late, um, was only, uh, I think really we're only going to use it for, for photo shoot type stuff. I think the McLaren guys, they were wearing sweatpants. I was told because they didn't want to show anyone their suits before they actually revealed any of their cars or anything, which sounds horrible. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it's uh, I, I think normally the suits that we have for media day or stuff like that are real. I've only got one fake suit, and that was for uh, for my that diabetes sponsor last year. We got a suit that said, "Please do not use this suit in any type of competition," and it was sort of like a go karting suit, but it was branded with. Uh, you know, everything that it was, that was needed, but you're definitely not going to use it in, uh, in a race car. Last, uh, why don't we close here? And it, it kind of circles back from where we started, but I love, uh, love the angle here from our pal, Cassie Johnston. This is Connor. Obviously, congratulations on this security and this ride here. How does that feel? Does that do anything? The sense of security, 
Does it do anything to boost confidence, change your approach, or anything else, knowing that you can dig in here and know you're going to be racing full-time with Ed Carpenter Racing? Well, I mean, obviously the goal is still to be successful, right? We want to have, make sure the sponsor stays around for more than a year, more than the two-year deal that we've done. We want to be here for 10 years, right? We want to be here for a long time. So, um, you know, the goal is to still win. We want to be winning races. We want to be winning the Indy 500. We want to be competing every weekend. So, but again, that's a team effort. You know, that's not, that's, that's on all of us. So hopefully we can, we can get that done and we can keep everyone around for a long time, but I'm definitely very confident. We probably have 30 to 40 other questions that have come in. Many of them repeats are similar to things that we've asked, but just wanted to share. I don't recall having this many questions for a guest in a really long time, brother, which I think just speaks to something, you know, that there are a lot of folks who (laughs) care about you root for you are all in crossing fingers, saying prayers and you name it because they look to you as someone maybe a bit like themselves who has a real genuine dream and talent has had to fight like hell to make things happen. So do love to see, because there have been weeks where I'm like, I might need to send in a (laughs) few fake questions uh, of my own to uh, keep the show moving along. Great to see so many folks are riding along with you. And thanks for taking some time. We can do a part two next week if you want. I don't mind. I'm always happy to answer questions. I don't want. I don't want to leave people feeling cheated. No, 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 no. Well, I, I feel like we're good. Uh, I can just rattle off, like I said, probably 20, 30, 40 other names of folks who sent stuff in. But uh, well, all right. Let me give you one more, and this is a, a certain, definitely a callback. Andy Bauer. Very simple, three word question. How's the Subaru? Still in the garage. Oh come on, man. Three. Oh, that's it. I don't use it. And it's, uh, yeah, it's not even registered currently. So I, it's, it still exists. It's plugged into the battery tender. Is Graham Rahal, he's got nothing to do. He's got no life. He isn't married, doesn't have kids, doesn't have businesses. He should be over there with wrenches fixing it. Oh, it's, it's, it runs. It just, I have no need to operate it. I've got my Chevy Tahoe. <laughs> All righty. I might need to buy that off you then. All right, Connor Daly, I'm going to let you go here, brother. Congrats. and Thank you. Can't wait to see your, uh, your season hopefully rock and roll. And also, make sure to check out his new podcast with Joey. It's a, it's a sensation in the racing podcast industry. Oh, yes, it is. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. 